Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to Faithfully Her. I am your girl, Liana Michelle, and I'm so excited to have you guys with me today. Before we jump into our special guest, yes, I have a special guest, y'all, and she internationally known. Look at your girl moving up in the world. So (laughs) I'm super excited to have her today. But before we jump into her, I just want to show, show you guys Faithfully Her merchandise. So we have our sweatshirt, we have our short sleeve shirts, we have journals, and I love this journal. Um, So yes, and it comes with the paper already in there for you, so okay. Um, We have socks, so if you like to get on the couch at Netflix and chill, you can have your socks on. And we have our Tumblr, our Faithfully Her Tumblr, with the metal straw, so it keeps your cold cold and your hot hot. And you could get your life real good walking around, staying hydrated. Okay, so yay for merchandise. <laughs> but enough with that. Now I want to introduce you to a Detroit native. She is an R&B singer. She is super talented. She has a song that is currently, I think it's Grammy considered right now. And she is on the charts over in Europe. So we are so excited to have with us today our musical guest, Lady Bang. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) Like I wish I had streamers or pom-poms or something for you. So excited. Thank Thank you. you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. No problem. I was so excited when um, you agreed to come on. So I went right into looking up your music, listening to songs, um, saw a couple, heard a couple of interviews that you did. So I was really, really like doing my research because I didn't want to slip on you since, you know, internationally known. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to slip. I wanted to make sure I did this right. <laughs> so let's get into I know in one of your interviews I heard that you were saying your father or your parents are from um a different background. So can you just give us a little bit of insight of that history and how that shaped your childhood or so forth? So my dad is from Abaco Bahamas. Um, he came over here in the early 60s. My mom is Southern, Southern Belle from uh, <laughs> Brooksville, Florida. Um, and they've been together for over 50 years, been married 50 years. And uh, just watching, <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Give us 50 days. Some people right? can't make it 50 minutes. <laughs> I tell you that, right, girl. Yes. So, um, however, you know, I got a chance to be privy to watching two people become one. Because typically when you get married, that's that's the goal. But, you know, they had some severe hardships. Uh, my dad was laid off from the big three in the 80s for about maybe four or five years. So um, just being that hardcore man from the islands that, you know, that's used to being the provider and that go-getter. I watched how my mom had his back. I watched how they, um, how they made it move, you know? Yeah. And um, that's where one of my songs uh, comes from. It's called All Right. So that's in dedication to not only them, but to other people that can figure it out, find a way, make a way to make their, uh, their homework, you know, make their family work, you know? 
I didn't like it because I didn't understand it. When you're young, you don't get why two people would stay together through the hard times. So that's typically the goal. They understood the assignment. You know right, right. And you know, when we are young, we look at our parents and the things that they do, and sometimes we don't recognize that they're human also. So we don't understand some of the things that they're doing, the choices or, you know what I'm saying? Because we kids, we're not supposed to understand it. But yeah. But it definitely shaped my passion, you know. Um, When I got older and I began to reflect on some of the things I saw, you know, with the sickness and the, you know, the... um, the hardships with the finances. I'm like, they really, this is a story. This is how you do it. But again, in my childish brain, I'm like, no, I'm out of there. (laughs) If it get rough, I'm not dealing with that, you know, but to look back now and just see the crown that they have from working it and, you know, just in my mind, that's the kingdom mindset. You know, they became royalty to me. So, Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful tribute to your parents. And, you know, you brought up the song, All Right, and um, I did go, I clicked on it, I saw the video, and I thought the visual, like the song itself, the words are beautiful. I love it. I feel, I understand the story you're telling, and the visuals just brought it all, I was like, oh my, the black and white photos, I think it was one of them sitting in the park or something, and I was just like, this is just so beautiful, like, I I understood the whole story, so let's just say your parents understood the assignment, and they taught you how to understand it as well, because you did, a, that was a beautiful tribute to them, Thank how, you. um, how do they feel about Lady Bang, and th- this notoriety that you're receiving for your music? Oh, you know what? I, I really, I think at first my mom was uh, a little leery because I do R&B and I had to explain to her, it's not just, it's art, you know, it's art. It's an expression um, of passion. It's expression, an expression of what I perceive through my eyes. So um, I was raised in the church. So she's like, hey, that's, you know, so just to take the sting out of it, I'm like, somebody's got to take the, the, paintbrush and paint a picture to people you know and um, I feel like that's what God gave me the gift to do so I think she's on board with it now my dad's always been on board with it but mom surely made sure I stayed in the church choir growing up and you know so they they both uh support me wholeheartedly now (laughs) and you know when I'm listening to you I can hear your gospel roots in you um even in like maybe some of your runs or just like the power when you're delivering certain um phrases within a song I can hear it and it it really like I was listening to one the other day and I was like "Ooh, like that kind of I was like wait a minute let me go back let me listen to it again I think it was pure love like I really enjoyed it so I love the way that you tell your stories and you know I think a lot of day well especially nowadays R&B has gotten away from the art of love and the art of what it was about and it's become more of we could do it in my jeep or you know what I'm saying (laughs) right it, it, it took a big turn from the R&B I grew up with and I'm 47 so you know I grew up with my mom playing Smokey and you know Motown and the Isley Brothers and you know what I'm saying even Dion Warwick Lord Jesus (laughs) (laughs) 
you know those old school crooners and and lovers and people that were talking about relationships mm-hmm. and their hard times and this and that. And so I grew up under that. So to hear what it could, what it's turned into with, you know, everything is a twerk, a booty pop, and who who bought the Birkin bag and who has on the red bottom. And it's like, <laughs> love is so much more than material things. And I mm. love that you bring that. That's the thought I got listening to, to your music was she's bringing back the essence of what R&B was talking about when they talked about love. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's definitely my goal. It's just to just to keep that integrity there with real R and B music. So it, mm. to to even kind of go into that with the way things are nowadays, um, you're looking at social media and who is just a lot, right? How do you keep yourself? from shifting into what may be considered mainstream and staying true to your art form? Oh, great question. I think with that, it's, you know, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit, you know, with one of my sons riding dirty. I'll let you guys know I can do that. I can go there, but I have to keep it with the pure love, yes to love, and, you know, uh, even other side, you know, so... I'll give them a little bit here and there, but I'm like, I'm not going to cater to that group outside of really what I feel in my heart. You know, I can make fun music, country music, pop. I can do it all. But the essence of who I am is just pinning those um, R&B songs and or ballads. You know, I even like to call them ballads at times. And that's that's very rare nowadays. So right yes, <laughs> and I grew up with some ballads because right? I do I love a ballad let me get my hairbrush and stand in this mirror <laughs> and mess up all these notes but I was, <laughs> but right. I love a ballad you know so you keep giving us ballads and I'm gonna keep messing up all the notes okay <laughs> <laughs> now um, how long have you actually been in the industry music industry okay well I would say um where I've taken it seriously okay. uh, you know when you're a child and you think okay I got years upon years to do this so I didn't really take it seriously when I was in my teens and I didn't really have anything to write about so I would try to formulate my opinions off of someone else or how they sounded and it just didn't work out so I would say since uh late 2018 um, yeah, it was like the door was wide open for me. And again, I didn't really have any serious songs. I had some, you know, jingles or whatever that I'd written, but, uh, late 2018 was when it kind of happened for me. Um, I had dabbled in the industry a little bit, helping other people and actually managing someone else. But, um, so I would say, yeah a few years in but as soon as I hit the ground I hit the ground running because I had something to write about at this time yeah yeah and you know what you you know we always say or I would like to think that you know I get asked God for something oh my God I want this I want this now I want this now but if it's not the right timing for it then it's not gonna happen so what, what I'm hearing from you is yeah I've always been musical I've always played in it but it wasn't my time until 2018 that's when God said all right girl 
Let's make it happen. <laughs> and he tagged you right. in. And what you, like you said, you hit the ground running. I think that's good. And I think people need to understand that too, because sometimes we just want things when we want it, how we want it. And we don't mm-hmm. understand that it's not in our timing. It's in his mm-hmm. timing. And mm-hmm. nothing is going to, We I don't care what we do. It's not going to happen until God says, now it's time. That's right. And I kind of had that, that Sarah experience, you know, when God told them that they were going to, uh, you know, or Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. And yeah. Sarah laughed. It's like, look how <laughs> I'm right. in the industry now. Like, are you serious? It was that moment. Okay. But when it's God, you know, and you accept his will, everything else just falls in place, you know? So a friend of mine um, suggested that I get into the industry and I laughed at her. I'm thinking, you don't, you don't see me now. Like that was a thing of the past. I, I would much rather manage other people. But um, again, when I figured out it was God, that song Pure Love came to me in the shower. Wow. And it was just boom from there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See how God moved? We give you inspiration, girl. That is good. <laughs> so let me ask you this. With being in the music industry, going as a somebody who was dibbling and dabbling, like you said, writing jingles, so forth and so on, managing somebody and now being a full-blown artist, how um how have you been able to navigate the industry? Because I know, you know, you hear women do interviews and they're always saying how hard it is for them in the industry as a woman, especially as a woman of color. And then you have our darker melanin sister versus our light skin sisters. And then that can be a little, you know, crazy to navigate in the industry. So how have you sustained or managed to navigate all of those hurdles? Well, the first thing that kind of um, set me in my place was just to ground myself, be true to who I am. Um, you're going to have people that's not going to like you. They're not going to support you. They're not going to understand the music you sing. So a prime example was uh, me being accepted overseas before in my own city. I'm from Detroit. So I had to go away to record. I'm in Houston recording with, you know, one of the top producers there. So it's like, Come on, Detroit. But again, just to give it back to God here, a prophet is without honor except for in his own town. So I had to drop that expectation. Oh, she's too older. Oh, she's too dark. This is R&B. How is she going to sell it? Just being true to me. And I had to accept. Some people are not going to like it. Some people are going to love it. So I'm just going to put out what's in me and I'm not going to try to fit any form. You know, because I didn't do it for the money. I'm doing it for the passion of it. Doing because I love it. And I notice when I do that, that's when it attracts more people. Because a lot of people can relate to something that's real. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors out, out here now. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah. you know, uh, what is it? If you build it, they shall, they will come. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's that type of a mentality. So when you say you're not doing it for the money, I can appreciate that because I don't get money for this. You know what I'm saying? And you have people that's like, girl, you should get money for what you're doing. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, it'll come. I'm just enjoying having conversations. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And then the more it grows, the more I see other doors opening. I see other things Mm -hmm. happening. And 
people I'm meeting now that's like, oh, girl, let me help you over here. I can put, and it's like, oh, okay. So if you build it, they will come. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. That's right. You got to step out on faith and just. Yeah, so right. you know the money will come, you know, mm-hmm. as as it grows for you, as God continues to bless you and open up the door. You know, his you're mm-hmm. his daughter, he's not gonna let you be out here starving. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that you're doing it for passion and not for a fortune or fame. Thank you. I think a lot of young people can learn from that, you know, and take that because for fame ain't everything you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you know and you hear people that's famous talk about how they don't get a moment's peace and everywhere they go is somebody trying to take a picture you know they can't live a life that i can live right because of fame so you know kudos to you (laughs) thank you so much doing it for all the right reasons you know thank you um one of the other things i had was I know we, you kind of talked about, um, you know, you wrote Pure Love, the song came to you in the shower. And you said back in the day, you would try to write things based on what other people were dealing with or going through. So now where does your inspiration for your songwriting come from? Most of it, actually 99.99% comes from something I've experienced or something that I had a chance to uh, witness through other people. And um, it just, it comes to me, I can feel it. So it's mostly an emotive thing. Like, okay, what does this bring to my heart? Or what does it take away? What do I feel when I sing this piece or hum a melody? Sometimes the melody will come to me first and it could be because I'm feeling a kind of, some type of way. You know, if I'm feeling sad or I'm like, what, what is this coming from? You know, maybe I'm remembering an event with someone that I love or, you know, like my fiance is no longer here. You know, so some of the music that I wrote was just just being in my feelings, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, then I'll pin words to it later. So I'll just put it into my phone and hold on to the concept and go back to it and you know, try to rewind, rewind and say, okay, what was I feeling when I hummed this melody? Like, what is this about? You know? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned um, your fiance, and I'm really sorry for your loss, you know, my deepest condolences. But when you mentioned fiance, it made me think he must have been the special guy in pure love. (laughs) When I... (laughs) When I tell you, watching the video and then hearing you sing, when I tell you I felt that, like, I wanted to reach through there and grab that man, like, uh-uh, come on, baby, pure love. Like, I felt, I felt your emotions in that song. So for you to be like, oh, I wrote it, you know, I came up with it in the shower, and it was a divine type of a thing. I'm like, okay, I get the pure love from the divine, but that video had me feeling other things. <laughs> oh thank you that was actually um, directed by uh, Timothy Irving Jr. from Carolina Blue Towns he's really really great okay yeah so um, I just explained the concept of the song to him and what I was feeling around with it great guy yeah wow he I mean it came together so great it was a beautiful like a beautiful song and like I said I really like I was almost tempted to call somebody and be like okay I'm sorry I yelled at you yesterday (laughs) (laughs) right 
Oh my so it's one of those type of songs, you know what I'm saying? It's like you really feel. So everybody, please go YouTube, Lady Bang, Pure Love. I guarantee you're going to be calling somebody tonight, okay? So, <laughs> um, so you write you write all of your own songs and you work with different producers. So um, right now, if you could work with any producer, who would your dream, you know, pairing be? Great question. Um, I would just really, oh, this is going to sound weird, CeeLo Green. Yes, CeeLo. He's so talented. Yes. So I'm not sure if he would bring someone else onto the project, but I would love to write with him, be in the studio through the process with him. And just see how he gets down. Now, I love, like, all of my music that's out there um, has been uh, produced by Bass Heavy. Okay. Out of Houston, Texas. That man, and I've had problems before, like, taking a concept to someone. And I got frustrated because I'm like, you're not seeing the vision. So I went into the studio, literally um, gave him the raw bones to that song. I hummed the melody to him, gave him the words, and within minutes he's sitting there doing his thing so I was like yeah that's a gift that man yeah he's gifted so I got a little spoiled because I could just shoot him a melody to a song and he'll work it out in a few you know and he's a multi-instrumentalist so to be able to work with somebody like that you know he's worked with some of everyone in the industry mystical little Wayne um you know uh a lot of people Okay. A lot of people, Kanye West. So for me to be an R&B artist and for him to take on a project like my own, uh, yeah, kudos to that guy. But CeeLo Green, I would love to pick his brain. Okay. I would love to. Yeah. And I can, I can hear you over with a CeeLo uh, track. And I can mm-hmm. uh, definitely see hear that. Because yeah. CeeLo is so versatile with his yeah. talent you know what I'm saying that's why I'm like that was a good a good answer <laughs> like Thank I don't you. know you CeeLo but I'm gonna slide <laughs> your DMs and send you this interview send you that clip <laughs> um, um, so I know you said you've been singing like in the church choir pretty much all your life but when did you know know that this was your calling was it 2018 or did you know sooner and maybe you were playing tug of war with it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, when, oh, a lot sooner. I was maybe about three years old. Um, and kudos to Dr. Daniel Moore, Detroit, Michigan. Um, he and his father kind of discovered that I could sing when I was just that little. Like, I was in the choir. My feet barely touched the floor, you know. But they worked with me from that age, you know, and they literally put a microphone in my hand to do my first uh, solo at five years old. Oh, wow. So just watching um, uh, Daniel Moore and his father sang in a quartet, just watching them sing every Sunday. I'm like, I want to do that. It's something to it. You know, with the riffs they would do and just the showmanship they had. I'm like, that's what I want to do. So uh, I can remember being maybe around four or five years old watching Patti LaBelle. I'm glued to the TV, just watching her. I'm like, God, there's something about this, you know? So, um, yeah, 
as early as maybe three or four, but you know, the earliest severe memory was maybe four or five when I got a chance to sing in front of the church. Okay. Now yeah. uh, probably go a little bit off right here. Okay, so um with that time where you were kind of saying, you know, I'm not I just would prefer to manage. Had it been something that happened that made you say, I want to take a step back from being an artist and just manage or, you know what I'm saying? Were you on the, the real verge of giving up on that artist side of yourself and what kind of pushed you into that? Uh, well, the, the first thing I can kind of pinpoint was just my, my lack of faith in God. Okay. I had gotten so far into my own thing. You know, I became a mom early, a wife early. And it's like, this is my life now. So I just put that on the back burner instead of saying, God, okay, I know eventually your will is going to be done. You gave me this gift, you know, the desires of my heart, but I just, I don't see it. And I, I wasn't even truthful about it. It was just like, okay, that's not something I can or I'm willing to do anymore. So I did the whole mommy thing, put myself through the police academy and I'm working, I'm doing me. So um, I always knew, you know, I'm singing at funerals, weddings, I'm doing a whole, but it, the passion for it was gone because I'm like, okay, this is just what I'll do just to keep my pipes right. <laughs> so to yeah. speak, you know, or because somebody requested for me to sing, but it, it felt dry to me. I didn't have the, I was like, oh God, I gotta go sing at a wedding. Oh. No, no type of gratefulness in my heart. No, it was, oh, I gotta go sing at a wedding. You know? Wow. <laughs> oh. So that was because I just couldn't see afar off. I didn't know what God was doing. Um, so I, I'm on duty as a police officer, 2014, um, rear-ended rear by a trunk driver, my partner and I, and it ended my police career. Um, so I had nothing but time on my hands to sit and think of what could have been, what should have been, but God, you got my attention now because I don't understand how I su survived that. I don't get it. You know, so after several surgeries and disappointments and setbacks, I'm like, there's still something I'm not putting my hands on. You know, while I'm re rehabilitating, my fiance gets sick. We had a plan for our life. Again, I'm planning out what I want to do or what I think needs to happen uh, due to some adjustments instead of saying, God, okay, I'm going to walk this out, but I know what you put in my heart years, of, years ago. I know the desires that were there. I didn't have that conversation with God. I didn't. It was all about what I see in front of me and how I, I need to address these situations that are occurring now. Yeah. But um, again, you know, somebody was watching from the background and said, look, you need to do what God put you here to do. And that's to reach people, whether it's through ministering or singing or being creative. What, but I don't think that you're just meant to, you know, just walk your own path. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds funny. But um, however, um, the door just opened wide and I was in the hospital um, facing another surgery. And this time I didn't want to come out. I'm like, I don't see the end of this role. I don't get it. I, I'm just done. You know, I lost too much, sacrificed too much, and there's nothing left in me. So when I got home from the hospital, got into the shower, and then just like something just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I started singing Pure Love. Wow. And yeah, so I, I got my phone and sang the, almost the complete song, except for um, just a few tones into it. 
sang the full song into my phone. And so I called um, a friend of mine who became my manager for a while, called her up, I said, I'm ready. And from then on, it was just like the door just opened. That February, um, I was in Houston, Texas, recording with one of the top producers in Texas. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Has to be God. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm a believer that, well, now I am because on my journey, I had to learn some things. And as I look back over life, I see where God had his hand in everything yeah. that got me to this. You know Same what I'm thing. saying? And yeah. even the, the bad stuff. So as you're talking, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing car accident. God was saying you wasn't supposed to be a DPD. Like, yeah, I know you needed a job and you know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. forth to take care of certain things, but this ain't what your life is going to be because this isn't what mm -hmm. I have declared over you. Okay. So he got you out of that situation, right? <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And even yeah. though that was a traumatic situation that caused you pain and suffering and surgeries and this and that, that whole path led to Lady Bang in Europe, Grammy considered. <laughs> Woo! You know what I'm saying? Right. Like all praises to him, right? Yeah. And I, I wish people could understand and see that a, a lot more. Like I, like I said, I'm just really over the past couple of years have been able to identify that that every bad thing, every struggle, every pothole, every hurt, every pain, mm -hmm. everything was designed to get me to where he wanted me to be. And I had to learn some stuff. So I'll know what to do here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to learn something so I could know yeah. and I could know what being grateful is. I could understand mm. grace and mercy. I could understand yeah. of the pain from another person because we share a common knowledge, a commonality in that way. But if I wouldn't have went through all of that, I wouldn't know anything and I wouldn't be here and your journey took you to pure love it took you to Houston it took you to a whole album it took you to all of these songs with so much emotion and that you're doing exactly what he wanted you to do and that's touch people thank you amen. I'm so proud of you girl <laughs> thank you so much Oh, God is good. He is good he and a lot of people don't get those lessons you know until it's too late so, right. you know, when, you, when God has his hands on you, though, it, no matter how much you shake and jerk and try to, you know, do the little Heisman moves or whatever they call them, <laughs> you cannot get away from the hand of God. <laughs> Say that, right? Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you or ask you about was... Um, Okay, so you're old, uh, you're old school like me, I presume, because you was naming yeah. Patty LaBelle and all these other people. So I know you mm -hmm. old school R&B like I am. <laughs> and, um, you know, back in the day, they didn't have all this technology. So you had to be in the studio with that person to record a song. So mm -hmm. but today you could just kind of just send it digitally and it's all done. Which what do which do you prefer? Do you prefer being in that studio, in that that environment, or are you okay with just singing it and sending it and allowing it to be done? Oh gosh, I have to be just for me to really. I have to be in that studio 
it's almost like to me the difference between standing over a stove and putting something in the microwave and not to diss people that prefer the new way but it's something about being in that atmosphere putting on my cap having it dark those headphones on and you hear that first click in those headphones like we're about to it's about to take off darling let's go (laughs) it's just that i think i do it just for that sensation it's like a drug to me you know so i just enjoy that then when you're around because energy is real when you're around other creatives you can feel that in the room you know and it's nothing like looking over at the engineer and just giving them that nod like yeah we're on it's going yeah, That's a high. <laughs> my son is a um, my son is a recording engineer in Atlanta, and he always talks about like the different artists. That he'll be like, you know, oh, well, we had these rappers come in, and they was fine, you know, the vibe, whatever. He was like, but man, this this R and B chick came in here. And he was like, man, my she had me in tears. I was about to call and apologize to some people. <laughs> like, <laughs> He, he just says like the energy and he enjoys being in there and feeling energy with people, recordings and everything. And he's, you know, some people you could tell he's super excited about it because yeah. and he's like, the energy is crazy. Like I love these cats. And then some people mm-hmm. he'll call me and I'm like, aren't, like, you know, I could see on FaceTime. I'm like, you at the studio? He's like, yeah, I'm about to take a nap. And I'm like, how you going to take a nap and you the engineer? You know what I'm saying? He's like, that right. me for what they do. And I'm like, oh, my God, Trey. So I can understand what you're saying about the energy um, of being in there with other creative minds that are, you know, on one accord. Yeah. That has to be a powerful feeling. How do you feel when you're on stage and you're performing live? Well, you definitely get that that feedback from the audience. So that's like, it's just, it's empowering. It makes you want to just really, it's, it's humbling, no doubt. But it just gives you that feeling like, oh, I, I have to give them something. They came from something. I have to leave my face on this floor for these people. So, yeah, it's a humbling experience. It's fun, you know, just to get that energy back and be received and, you know, yeah. So what was your best um, or show moment? Who who was the audience? What crowd made, gave you like the best energy to make you say, I don't want to get off this stage? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I would like to say when I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. I those people, I mean, they, they they know the arts, they appreciate music there. So um, and by my my songs having kind of that retro vibe to it, mm-hmm. uh, it was well received and I loved it. I'm like, yeah, they get me. So there was this old cat on the stage. I don't like to call him older, let me say that. Be <laughs> politically correct. And um, he was listening to the track being played and he wanted to play a lo- great musician. He's just in it, you know, and he's playing along with it. He goes, yeah, yeah. Like this is real. This is real music. So that felt great. That felt yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that too. Cause you know, you can't recognize it. Like I told yeah. you off rip, I was like, Oh, this is rip <laughs> like, wait a minute. Let me get comfortable and re- go back and play it again. Cause it was real for me. It wasn't, like the the norm that's out there now you know what i'm saying and like i said you talked about real love and one of the songs i did want to talk to you about was do me 
So <laughs> for do me, for me, I felt like that song was saying, I'm over this whole situation. I'm about to go live my life deuces. So is that where you were coming from? Was that a breakup song? Actually, that's some that's the one and only song that I did not write. So I had to interpret that for somebody. Okay. And yes, and I can totally relate to it. That's why I agreed to sing it. Yes, yeah, a breakup song. It's, you know, we've been together, we've done this together, but you're on something different. So it's time to do me, whether it's I don't care what, what age you're at. I'm gonna go back and get my education. Yeah. And I'm going to make some power moves. It's about me and standing in my moment. So I'm sure a lot of women can relate. Yeah, men too, but I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that. Yeah, you know? yeah, because it, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, you had a, you married young, you had a child young, and you was ready to give your whole life to that. How mm-hmm. is a lot of women who do that and they let go mm-hmm. of their dreams or their aspirations mm-hmm. because this is the situation now. So I'm going to go to mm-hmm. work. I'm going to help pay bills. I'm going to take care of the kids. I want to cook and clean and do all the things a good wife should do and not focus on myself anymore. And then that bump in the road comes and they have to do them. They, they right. have to make that decision to say, you know what? I am no longer going to do this anymore. I'm no longer going to subject myself to this. I'm going to do me. I'm going to figure out what I want to do and stand up for that and do that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of women can definitely um, agree with what you're saying in that song. Because mm-hmm. I went back to school late, you know, um, and it took me like 11 years to get two degrees, being a single parent, working full time, so forth. You know what I'm saying? And you pull it in so many different directions and then you got to take a break from school because I need to go get the second job because girl, I didn't know this bill was coming due like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then before you know it, like all that time has went away and all of those things you wanted to do then, it seems like it's so far fetched. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, kudos to you for doing that. Because a lot of people, they don't, they don't keep the vision in view. So I'm glad you did it. You said two degrees. Yeah, wow. girl. It was a long <laughs> journey. It was. Yeah. But you know, it was important. The first one was because my mama said, you going to get that that uh, bachelor's degree or that. <laughs> like, Come on, mama. Yes. You going to get it or that. You want to live? <laughs> You better crack a book. So that's what it was. Yes, I don't and blame then, you. Um, I realized after I got it, I needed to. Sh- I wanted to do more. I needed to do more. I felt like I was still trapped. I felt like I couldn't excel with with my job or whatever. And I said, okay. So I had to sit back and do a plan. And I wrote out mm-hmm. a ten year plan. And in that ten year plan, I researched my career. And what it was going to take to uh, to elevate in it. And what was the highest place to go in it. And what was the cap out dollar. And then I looked at my age and said, okay, well, by this age, I want to be at this dollar amount. And at this age, I'm going to be at this dollar amount. Mm -hmm. And going back to school was a part of the equation. Like, okay, I got to get this master's. I got to get this master's. So, yeah, it was all a part. It was just working that 10-year plan and checking one thing off the list at a time, accomplishing one thing at a time. And praise the Lord, 
at 47, I've reached my 50-year-old income goal. So, yeah, so I said, look at Jesus, when you you give in to God and you do what you're supposed to do, no matter how hard it seems, no matter how long Mm -hmm. it takes, stay the course. And before I knew, and it was funny because I really didn't even realize it until um, tax season this year. And I was like, dang, that's, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, let me go back and check that book and where I wrote, like, like mm-hmm. look at you jesus i'm three yes. years ahead of the, the curve you know what i'm saying so Lord. Yeah, wow it is a real blessing um and so yeah ladies go do you girl it'll be a blessing <laughs> yes do you um let's see here so okay you said that you had to go to europe right to really get the recognition because people in your hometown really wasn't as supportive so Mm -hmm. how did it feel when you when the charts rolled out and it was lady bang top 100 in europe like how what was that emotion well um i would love to go to italy can't wait to go but uh, i'm gonna tell you this is when i found out i was um on an interview i think it was I remember the name of the station. Forgive me, Lord. On an interview, and um, the person that was interview, interviewing me said, hey, K100, sorry. He says, um, yeah, you're like, you have over like a million views in the UK. And I'm sitting there like, it didn't register right away. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And then over in North Korea, and this is like very early on, like this is the song had just been released. And I'm like, Really? So he could see all of those stats, he knew. And I'm like, wow, I'm from the D. And I'm finding this out in Houston, you know what I'm saying? And then shortly after that, um, I was number one in Italy. Just, you know, I'm like, these people don't even speak the same language most of the time. And they're, you know, showing me love. So it felt great, but it was also like, wow, you know, I hope to one day bring it home to the D but if not hey I'll make I'll make my home over <laughs> overseas no problem okay girl no, you better get on that train with your little white gloves <laughs> and sip your tea to the next uh awards ceremony <laughs> okay girl no problem no problem yeah yes my best friend and I um was talking about taking the trip I always told my son that that's my dream vacation to do a European oh vacation and just be able to ride the little train with my little white gloves on <laughs> and sip my tea. And I could be like, I'm a guest of Lady Bane. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. We're going to speak that on out in the atmosphere. Yes, okay. I'm a guest of Lady Bane. Let me end this mansion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned Patty LaBelle earlier, you mentioned your mentors at church, but who are some of your other musical inspirations or musical uh, inspirational mentors or something like that? Well, definitely. Oh, I have to mention Martha Reeves. Um, wow. I sang next to her when I was about seven or eight. We were in a, uh, yeah, uh, um, Martin Luther King uh, Celebration Choir. And um, she's so humble. I mean, God. So I'm sitting next to this Motown icon. I didn't really, you know, understand the magnitude of her 
uh, being a celebrity, but she gave me some pointers just so we wouldn't get in trouble with Maddie Moss Park because she was notorious for throwing things at the section if we didn't have it right. So, yeah, so after um, rehearsal, she gave me her phone number. And I don't think people really believed me because I was so young. And I'm like, Martha Reeves gave me her phone number, you know, but to have that type of impact on me so early, it just kind of stuck with me. So, you know, I've written about her in articles and I had a chance to run into her. um, I think it was back in maybe May. I believe. And I brought up that, that event and she goes, yeah, you never called me. I'm like, oh God, you know? So my son got a chance to meet her and she's just been so helpful to me since then. Um, I, I just can't even begin to tell you what she's done for me. So yeah, she's, she's been a, a fixture in my mind ever since I was seven or eight. Um, but other people, Nat King Cole, um, just, his intonation and diction and his showmanship is just so smooth. Other people that are uh, still living, um, my God, there's so many. Even, you may not believe this, but the younger cats, I would say Jasmine Sullivan, Adele, right? Okay, I love you know, that. yeah. So, um, yeah, those are just kind of people I, I look at when it comes down to uh, how they move in the industry right now. Um, Adele definitely carved out her own spot. Yes, she did. You know, right? And even when she came on the scene, she was a heavier woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people paid attention to it, but you couldn't help but listen to her voice and, and to see what she brings to the table. Yeah. So, uh, and Miss Jasmine Sullivan, she's an instrument, a walking instrument. So I just watch how she does her own thing. Um, Anita Baker, that's my girl. I love her. She's one of a kind. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, the, the, the indelible mark that I leave on the industry is Lady Bane was her own entity. She didn't sound like anybody else. She bought her own fire. You know, that's, that's really my goal. Um, hopefully that's what God has in store for me, but that's kind of where I want to leave it. You know, she has a smoky vibe to her, but she could, she can play on the higher end of the scale too, you know, yeah. but when she finds her zone, she's there, she's gonna, she's gonna put you in that kind of mood. So yeah, I just want to have my own lane here. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm gonna, when we get older, cause I'm not old yet, but when we get older, right. now. <laughs> and you have like 30 Grammys on the show, I'm still just recording on eBay and make a quick million, okay? Yes, ma'am. Like I'm gonna let you know now. <laughs> it starts hard. at a million, and we only going up from here. Right. This is like I knew her. I knew her when type of a thing. Like, yeah. So they not gonna have to ask me. Did she give you her phone number? I'll be like, baby, I got proof, video documentation. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see. Now, you know what? When you were, um, I want to, before we go any further, I did want to ask you, um, do you write for other artists? Uh, yes, I've been approached to write for other artists. Um, so we just have to work out the paperwork and how I want to 
This is gonna sound weird. I have not seen this done before. So I'm gonna mention this on your show. I am really, really praying about, thinking about, sitting on it, um, about um, auctioning some original music. Oh, wow. Auctioning off like art and, you know, um, it doesn't have to be to a singer. It can be to someone who's into music. And I want to do it where it's actually printed um, with the, the music, the composed music. And then also with the recording. So yeah, I want to do, I have not seen that done. Maybe it's done, but I've not seen that done yet. Right. Like that will be interesting, you know, to auction off uh, your, your products. And then, and they, then when they buy it, they're buying the entire rights to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're sending the paperwork as well that say you're now the owner of. Wow, that's cool. Because then, you know, even if they say they write, they do commercials or advertising for a company, then they can buy that song and use it for an advertising or anything like that. So that's Mm -hmm. a good idea. Look at you, you Detroit hustler. (laughs) (laughs) That's that Detroit Detroit hustle. (laughs) Right, baby. Right, Detroit. They make that dollar out of 15 cents in no time. Yeah. <laughs> so when the interview one of the interviews i heard you were on tune vision is that how you pronounce yeah. it mm-hmm. and so one of the things he said was um or one of the things i think i heard you say on there was once you put it on there you noticed how quickly people were listening or hearing it or responding to it. So what was the, like, how big of an impact did that make putting your music on that platform? Um, I think because they put visuals to it too. Okay. You know, um, this is a very visual society now. They're like, okay, who's this Lady Bang girl? You know, so... uh, (laughs) That really worked. I really um, appreciate the so-called smaller platforms. I don't like to call people's platforms small, but you know, um, under a million. Let's let's just be fair. So um, I, I was just really, really surprised at the feedback, and then my followers went up on social media. Oh, I do apologize. Did I lose you? No. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> so you know, um, so I really appreciate the plug-in, you know, anytime someone gives me uh, just a few minutes on their platform, you never know uh, how it can go, you know, so right. yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's good, though, because, you know, some people will be more of, oh, no, you're too small. Like, I right? reach out to people um, who have organizations that are doing things in the community or they've written a book or something. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I went to your page. I read up on what you were doing. I did a few, a little Google search and I found out that you like, I think it's wonderful. I would love to host you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, my platform is small. I don't have a million followers, but I would love to hear more about what you're doing. You share it with my listeners you never know who it may help. And I've had people say, oh, thank you. But um, it would be at least this amount to get me to come on. Your oh, wow. Or, oh, <laughs> thank you. But, you know, you're under X amount of subscribers right now. And I'm like, you bougie. <laughs> like, right, like, and they never know who's listening. At the top of the total pole, ma'am, sir. Right. You know, you had to start mm-hmm. somewhere. And That's if somebody right. didn't look out for you at some point, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure 
you wouldn't be where you are. You know what I'm saying? But I've gotten like a lot of feedback like that. That's why when people come on, I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) But you never know who may see your show. Like say you're under a million followers. You never know who's listening, who knows who or whatever. So yeah, people need to check it at the door. They need to check it at the door. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. From and so-called you know, smaller platforms. Yeah, because yeah. you know, this conversation, you know, somebody out of my, you know, subscribers or viewers might be listening and maybe they're on the fence thinking like, you know what, I can't do it. I can't, I, you know, I'm too old now or life that took over. And now they see that, hey, look at everything that Lady Bang has been through. And she mm-hmm. followed the will of God and look at her now. Yeah, All of that God. led her to this place of victory. And that's inspiring yeah. for somebody else. I know it inspires Amen. me to keep keep going, keep moving. Amen. So yeah. let's talk about the whole the brand, the skincare line. Let's go into that because Lady Brand Bane is more than music, y'all. Y'all, <laughs> y'all thought it was just about a song. <laughs> She's a whole branding beauty mogul going on right here. So let's talk about skincare. Yes. Uh, well, I had some issues with all of the medicine that I was on. Um, my skin began to break out and become blotchy and patchy and you know, um, it was just, it was disheartening. I didn't want anybody to see me. I wouldn't go to events during that time. It was just really depressing. And um, I, I did something drastic because, you know, I, I love my meat, honey. I love me some burgers and some, loved it. But I noticed that, you know, with all the steroids and stuff, uh, my cholesterol shot up. Uh, I was on the brink of becoming diabetic. And I'm like, I have to do something because, I don't have the agility. I can't move around, you know, like I wanted to at that time. So um, I became vegan and that did help my skin substantially. But um, in the interim, I wanted to stick to being strictly vegan, Um, just past the holistic approach, but just you know, uh, the more I educated myself on what happens to animals when they're being tested on and all that stuff, just kind of did something to my heart. So um, I tried to find a lot of vegan products and I'm pulling from here and that person. This, and I said, okay, you know, why don't I do somebody a favor? Because I'm going to do myself a favor in the process. I'm going to work with someone who can help me to develop a, a vegan brand and something that's going to have some longevity to it. So I sat on it for a while and I finally launched it. Um, I stepped out on faith and I'm just, you know, I'm seeing what God actually, when I prayed about it and God gave me the vision for it, I'm like, I can't tell anybody that. That sounds too big for somebody like me. But, you know, when I got into the mindset of, I'm going to help somebody like other people had to help me because like I said, I had to pull from this product and that one. It's like, okay, I'm going to bring it all together in one place. And my mantra is beauty from the inside out, you know? So from there, you know, just the snowfall, the snowball effect occurred in my life. And I wanted to, you know, have a nonprofit where women who's, who are victims of domestic violence or just 
depression, who's having issues with their self-image, because that was something really big to me, just to, you know, because my, my skin has always been, in my mind, because I used to model, flawless. So to have those things happen, it just, it took a shot at me, and I just, I couldn't recover from it so quickly. So I had to reach inside and say, okay, what helped me to bounce back emotionally? You know, so you can hide how you feel with makeup sometimes, but you need somebody to kind of cater to the inner man as well. So I want my brand to be more than just making up your outside. Let's get to the person that we're catering to. And that's somebody that may need more than just makeup. Somebody that needs to probably rebuild their life and feel good just by putting on a little bit of lip gloss or whatever. So I wanted to turn into more of a makeup ministry. And um, so that's kind of how the brand developed. Um, it, it helps me to help other people in that regard. And um, when I first launched it, it was just like people from nowhere. When they read my story about it, you know, they're like, hey, I can relate to that. And they'll buy some lipstick or some blush. So when, you know, when I'm finally established uh, as a nonprofit, I get my paperwork back in Jesus' name quickly, hopefully. We could start giving um, a good portion of that to different charities, you know, or to link up with different charities and have events. This is the long spoon of it, but to bring other people aboard and, you know, have conferences, you know. So I want it to be just bigger than makeup. Bigger than makeup. And I love that. You know, I love that. I, you know, everybody knows that I have lupus, I have discoid lupus. So um, I did a whole episode um, last year when I first started doing this with no makeup on. And it was just called Peeling Back the Mask or Peeling Off the Mask. And to just let people see, like, this is how I look, y'all. And, you know, it was me being authentic, coming out of my shell, breaking through some barriers of self-image that I had on Mm. myself. And that was my first step. Of saying, you know what, if you're going to get past this, you got to just dive into it. And Mm -hmm. um, makeup is an issue because, you know, I can't put certain products on my skin, even with lotions and what I use to bathe and wash with. Like, I have to be very, very careful because anything will break me out, cause red blotches, cause bruising, and everything, and it takes forever for me to heal <laughs> once oh, it wow. happens. So I'm so happy to hear about a vegan or a clean product line that's not bogged down by so many chemicals and names that we can't pronounce when you're reading the ingredients. You like <laughs> that's like I didn't even know they had the many letters. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Letters in that one word. But mm-hmm. um yeah, so yeah. I'm really happy about that. And you can definitely you. know that I would be a supporter. Thank you so much. Line. Yes, definitely will be supporting that. And thank you thank for you. giving us. Because, you know, it's a lot of people with skin irritations. And what's so weird is a lot of times you don't get it until later in life. Yeah. Like yes. you said, you know, your skin was always good. You used the model. Like they told me I was too short to be a model. But I had great skin, you know what I'm saying? Like great skin until I hit my 30s. And then Uh I woke up one morning with bruises. And it literally looked like I had been in a fight overnight. 
And like oh, every no. morning, every morning for the course of a, some weeks, I, every morning, it was just another bruise. And I'm like, what is happening to me? Like, I'm like, I'm using the same detergent. I'm using the same products mm. following the same processes. I don't understand what's happening. And it mm. ended up being lupus and it didn't happen until later, until my thirties. So even with that, mm. for a lot of people, you know, we don't always get, we don't always have an, Ill, an ailment until later in life. So it's mm-hmm. good to know that there's a product and somewhere we can go that can teach us about skincare and give us some good inside out care. Thank you. you. Well, your skin looks great now. You look amazing. Thank you, Mac. (laughs) Yes, girl. You're glowing. You are glowing. glowing. Yeah. Oh, what else is next? I heard something else that you were working on a book. Yes, ma'am. So yes. we have our R&B career with all these awards coming and me standing outside. Like I told y'all, I know her. <laughs> let me in. And then we have our vegan makeup line that is also going to provide us beautiful makeup from inside out, right? Because it's a whole vegan product. And we have our nonprofit. Girl, you are busy. Where we can help. <laughs> Other, you know, help people feel good, be good, look good with themselves. And now there's a book. Yeah. (laughs) Time to sleep. Oh God! You know what? I used to. I got enough sleep when I was sick. I got enough sleep. And and you know, I have to work on this because I panic too. It's like, oh my God, did I do this? And even if I have a list of things in front of me, I just. I have to learn how to let certain things just go at the flow instead of just being so busy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to get my sleep in because I sleep two hours here and four hours there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad I'm above ground and I'm able to keep going and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. So tell yeah. us about the book. Have you come up with the title or concept? How far along are we? Yeah, so I will keep you in the loop on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That was the end of that conversation. So let me. Ask you, uh, do you um, are you working with like? Do you have a team that's working with you on your behalf where you could delegate things, or are you like this one woman show? I do have help, and I thank God for that. Um, I have to learn how to accept help. Okay. I have to learn how to let other people rock my baby for me at times. I'm getting better with that. <laughs> I'm getting okay. better. Yeah, it I think right. You know how the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. Um, you know, and I've done that, and I'm sure a lot of people catch it, but I have to learn how to um take my hands off a little bit more and just say, okay, they've got it. They understand the vision, they get it. Let me just I think. What I set kind of a bar for myself and I'm like, okay, when I get here, then I'll hire somebody. When I get to this level, then I'll let somebody else kind of okay. give something. I'm not really neurotic though, but I can be, <laughs> I can be a little something to deal with, you know, well, in the creative yeah. stages. I don't know. I think sometimes with that, you're like, you know, maybe, maybe it's that mindset of if it's going to get done right, I have to do it myself. Sometimes but relinquishing that control that other people are going to do it the way you see it being done or need it to be done to, to know that it was done properly. 
You know what I'm yes. saying? So I mean, I could understand that that um, resistance to giving over so much to other people, especially right now when you have so many things going on and you know, some things are in the beginning stages, some things are, you know, ready to go into production and you're just trying to make sure everything it fall or lands where it's supposed to land properly. So I can yeah. understand the little narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I gotta, gotta get better at that. But yeah, I, I feel myself getting a little bit better, but I know I can work on it. No, but I say the same thing. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm a one-woman show. I'm doing everything by myself. And then some days I'll be like, oh, I wish I had some help. But at the end of the day, I really don't want the help. (laughs) Like, the only thing I want help with is the technology. And I call and harass my son over that. And he's like, well, you realize I'm in Georgia, right? I can't see (laughs) what you're talking about or anything. He's like, you have to find somebody else there or go to YouTube and learn some stuff. But but the, the main thing I really look for help on is the technology part. Everything else, I think it makes me feel useful. Yes. Yep to do the research to make the phone calls to talk to the people to negotiate the price to figure it out well how much did you guys do this for do you think i could do it for that you know like it makes me feel useful in my process to have my hands on it at Mm -hmm. all times because even when i'm at my day job i'm still still sending promos out and doing this Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm saying like it just it doesn't stop it's just Mm -hmm. an all-day thing Yes, I totally get it. <laughs> but I like um, talking to women like you who have that that strength to keep going and that persistence to never give up because it helps me stay strong in the fight when mm-hmm. I see you doing 50 things and you know <laughs> you're smiling with it you're being you're, you're graceful through it all you're humbled by it but you're not giving up you're staying focused you're staying in it you know regardless to how you may feel that day you're still getting up doing it and that inspires me to say girl I don't care if your <laughs> knees feel 80 today we still got to get up and go you know what I'm saying like I get so much inspiration from the people that I talk to on here. Oh, wow. Awesome. Now, there are mornings I'll get up and start crying. I literally will cry. I've cried. Like, I had an episode last week. I'm like, you know, it's not that it's too much. It's that discipline. When you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, you know, the body wants to resist. Mm -hmm. The mind wants to resist. You know, I want to get those extra couple minutes. And I know, you know, I have something that's due on a specific deadline, but I don't feel like doing it. You know, my mind is saying, Cassandra, girl, you don't have to, you grow. You set your own hours. But but it's do all things as unto the Lord. When I look at it, my father's name, Bane, that's his name. And I cannot let my, I can't let down my heavenly father, but nonetheless, my dad, like I have to really, that comes with a whole different fear factor. So yeah, I yeah, I'll break down and cry some days, but I'm like, I gotta keep going. And you know what? Not to get long-winded, but it just reminds me of when I was in the police academy. I couldn't come home and say, okay, I, I quit. 
because I had two young men looking up to me, my, my two sons. It's like, you know, either I'm going to do it or I'm going to go home and disappoint my boy. So yeah. I just revert back to that mentality when it was snowing outside and we're doing bear crawls in the snow or, you know, climbing up a hill or, you know, it was hard training, but I, I did it. So I have no choice now but to do it and stay disciplined. All right. And y'all hear that? Uh, y'all people out here in this music industry, all that stuff y'all be playing up. DPD right here, okay? I'm not running that on her. She, right. <laughs> y'all not running them games on her. She had you in that right. choke hole in the heartbeat. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that. I love that. And you know, you were saying about... Um, your son's looking up to you. And when I was telling you earlier how I got the two degrees, you know, the first one was for my mom, but that second one was for my son. So I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying with having somebody to, that's looking up to you and you don't want them to, you don't want to show them a quitter. Cause that's it was right. a plenty of times mm-hmm. where I just wanted to be like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? But no, I need for him to see that this can be accomplished regardless to how mm-hmm. old I am now, regardless to what the situation it can be accomplished. I'm going to, I have mm-hmm. to stay consistent and in the pocket with this. I need for That's him to right. see that. And it pays off because now mm-hmm. he's that hard worker. And he always says, my, you were, you're the example. Like my dedication is because of your dedication. And mm-hmm. I never thought that he saw me, that dedication in me. I thought it was coming from his grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Or somewhere. <laughs> like, no, you got your work ethic from your grandparents. And he's like, no, crazy lady, I got it from you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. never really know what they're paying attention to. That's so right. you staying in the fight and you not being the quitter makes all the difference to them. You know what I'm saying? In the long yeah. run, because they'll be able to look back on that and say, you know what? My mama didn't give up. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. I remember my mama came home tired, but she still... So let me get myself up and go. You know what I'm saying? So that's a great mm-hmm. example. A great, great, great example. Thank you. Yeah, I love to hear stuff like that. Well, I'm going to let you go because I'll sit here and talk to you all day, girl. <laughs> I'll be having you, like, sing the Star Spangled Banner. You've been hung up on me like, girl, don't ever call me again. <laughs> but so people can follow you reach out um your brand the, the everything how can we find lady bang yes so um you can follow me on all social media outlets at lady bang music that's l-a-d-y-b-i-a-n music and then um for bang brand and company that's my vegan skincare line uh, we're on instagram as uh, Bang Brand Beauty, um, Facebook, uh, <laughs> Bang Brand and Company. Um, so, and you can Google uh, my skincare brand and you can Google Lady Bang Music and find out more about me. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much um, again for agreeing to sit with a little old thing like me. 
I really appreciate you so, so much. Your story is amazing and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll be able to do this again sometimes. And if you're ever having an event, I would love to be, you know, to be a guest, to just sit in the Mm -hmm. audience or anything like that. I would love to support you in your nonprofit and anything else, any way that I can be a blessing to whatever it is you're doing, you can count me in. Oh, thank you okay. so much. Yeah, it's, it, I'm only girl a few clicks away and I'm right there <laughs> for you, okay? Um, very so thank you. Did you want to leave a final thought for anybody or for, for us? Did you want to leave us with anything? Yes, I'll leave a quick thought. I always say this. This is kind of my, my tagline. Nothing is happening to you. It's all happening for you. When you trust God, you know, the sky's the limit. Just let him have his way in your life. You never know how the road will turn out, but it will turn out for your favor. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, man. Thank you so much. Lady. We love y'all. I'm like a little schoolgirl right now. So uh, I just want to say to everybody that tuned in and is watching, thank you so much for being a part of the Faith We Heart family. Thank you for watching. And as always, we're writing the story of your life. Don't let anyone else hold the pen. Have a great week in Christ. Talk to you guys soon.